stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Hot Seat Haas, the one and only, the Honorable Hot Seat Haas, the Hot Seat Haas Podcast. How's everybody doing? It is 11.02. Leo said, what's up? Talk some junk with you. Shout out to Leo Pope Jacobs, 1983, a lifestyle brand for your ugly mobile business professional. Hit the website, find something you love. Have some cool new items up there. Get your holiday shopping in now because I don't want you to receive your items on the 27th or, you know, whatever. Maybe you want a nice Thanksgiving outfit to wear to be, you know, you got a new girlfriend bringing to meet the family or you got a new boyfriend or it's not even, maybe just a side slide. You want to just feel um, accomplished. And you're going to bring them to your family for Thanksgiving festivals. I mean, the Thanksgiving um, celebration or, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate. If you don't celebrate a holiday, you're not getting up just going out butt naked. But uh, shout out to that. Shout out to my cousin. He got a date. Y'all know. Coming home soon. God willing. Inshallah. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, no, nah, like I said, it's 11.02, 11.04 now. Um, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we're in San Jose. Get some caffeine. Y'all know my my routine. Oh, that rhymed. Caffeine routine. Chill. But like I said, I want to talk some junk for a little bit. Um, not too much. Not too crazy. Um, um, but uh, I, we, me and my buddy was talking. And it was like, what's the cutoff? And we were, and it was talking about something else, but use this, use the um, analogy, I guess, or a reference. And like, what was the cutoff, or what was the the like? It was going like you, you know, we were going too far with it, or or um, you know. Who made the rules of it? Of what animals we consume? Like, you know, we got to the chickens, we got to the turkeys, we got to the, the cows. You know, we, we got to. Um, come on, Leo. I'm messing up my broadcasting. You got to the, um, you know, fish, seafood. Seafood. Put on the shelf. Seafood. And whatever it was. You know, like, who made the rules of it? Like, who said that, nah, we're not going to eat 
freaking lizard. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure in some cultures, these these are delicacies or I don't know. I started eating fried alligator around 2014, 2013, and prior to, you couldn't get me to bust a alligator, some alligator down. It just was far-fetched. It just didn't make sense to me. It was just like, I see an alligator and I envision an alligator when I eat it. Or I, I, that's how it was at a time. And still, too, to this day, even though I like them, I like them. But that's like frog, fr- fried frog legs or sa- sautéed frog legs. Um, I heard they taste like chicken. They taste amazing. However, they look like fucking frog legs. And I'm not eating that shit. So, who made the cutoff point for it? Like, it was like, nah, we're not going to eat that. You know? A buddy of mine. And this is it is a buddy. I'm not jacking and, and I'm not trying to... S- be better than anybody So Homeless dude Became a buddy of mine I used to work at this Coffee shop One second One second Yes, how you doing? May I have a hot, um, hot, ex- excuse me, hot extra large coffee with cream and sugar? Okay. Thank you. You too. Thank you. So, we, yeah, so this buddy of mine worked at this breakfast shop and, um, and he was a hobo. He was a street roamer. A street cavalier. He was a street cadet. And um, he would often come into come come by the uh, the breakfast shop. I'll talk shit with him, smoke a cigarette. He'll bum some cigarettes off me. He'll bum some coffee off me. He'll bum fucking $75 off me. Um, whatever. He wanted to pay his cell phone. Uh, he wants some food. He want, Whatever, you know, clothes, sneakers, you know, I get that nigga everything. And he's like, John? Probably like 80, 70 years old now. Hope, Hopefully still up in there running in Atlanta. I I was in Atlanta, um, not this recent time I went, but maybe like sometime during last year. And I was driving through the neighborhood and I saw it. And I was going to get out, but it's going to be a spectacle. This dude would have wanted a hug. He would he would wanted to, you know, he'll probably he probably would have started crying. This is my guy, John. And like I said, he's older. People thought he was my father. You know what I mean? Because he's light skinned, fair skinned like me. And we would, you know, I would we would not say we would hang out like go to bars and shit, but we would hang out. You know what I mean? I would give him rides. I would, you know, he would help me with the restaurant cleaning, um, going to the store if we needed. Ran out of like. You know, stuff that we couldn't, stuff that, you know, we go to the restaurant depot or like whatever, like, you know, bulk restaurant, you know, bulk place that sell like, you know, BJ's or Sam's Club. And it's time that we 
couldn't go or I couldn't go or the the, the, the owners um, probably forgot some items or they couldn't get to the store. And so we'll have to go around the corner to the store and buy like whatever we may have ran out of. And um, he would do those things. Pretty cool guy. And, and also, he was a fucking exterminator. Because we had a, a, a rodent problem. And um, it's an old building. But now, it's crazy because the building now, it's like City of Ink or Peter Street Station or... I don't even know. I forget. I know. I think 2 Chains opened up a restaurant over there. Um, but it was right next to City of Ink um, in, on, on Walker Street and Peter Street in Atlanta. Um, downtown if you guys are familiar with the area give you some context but um it was a cool place and uh, we had a rodent problem because the buildings were old and and um you know we would we would come into the restaurant and it would would be a a foul odor i was like what the fuck i clean you know we run a tight ship you know and i was on i was on um not saying cleaning duties but i would open the restaurant and close the restaurant so at at towards the end i would mop i would clean up make sure shit is straight so when i get back in the morning i could just open up and i could be open i don't have to clean up i don't gotta do anything you know that's that was my vibe that's what i like to do so when i left i cleaned up so when i got there because sometimes we open at (laughs) six o'clock or 5 30 and i'll get there at 5 45 or if we open at six o'clock i'll get there at 6 10 you know what i mean Hilarious! It sounds crazy, but it was what it was. And so, during those times that I might have got there a little, you know, a little bit late or whatever, it was good to have to be able to just open up. You know what I mean? Not like it was a line of um, patrons waiting to, to, you know, come into the restaurant. Nah, we got our our flow of people coming in around six thirty ish. Leading up, and you know, to the to to the morning, to the afternoon, and to to the early evening. I mean, early afternoon because we closed around three thirty, four four o'clock sometimes, two thirty. But my point is that we had this rodent infestation problem, and um, and it's long winded. But I, I'm not a cadaver, you know. I'm not into. Um, Getting rid of rodents or trying to check them out. So this dude was like a pro. He was like, he's from South Carolina. Um, hold on. So this dude figured out where the um, where the issue was because he would just listen into the wall. Yes. Yes. It's all good. He would listen to the. Um, uh, no, I'll be fine. Can I have a straw? Yes. Pass. Thanks, Pass. Appreciate you. You too. Um. So he figured it out. You know what I mean? I mean, it had a. It used to have this this odor. You know what I mean? Because you know how dead rodents smell like. You know what I mean? But it was, it was faint, but you smelt it. You know, here and there. So we, it's a restaurant. You can't you can't operate like that. So we were trying like, yo, we gotta get we gotta figure figure this shit out. So we did, and um, like I said, he figured it out. He just listened to the wall, and he figured it out, and he, he made this trap. And he was like, we're just going to have to wait. 
know what I mean? And we waited. And I didn't see a, 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 I didn't see a rodent that day. However, you know, went in, came out, went home, came in, in into the morning. He was like, it's probably going to be here. So we walked in. The fucking trap had, it was jumping with these little motherfucking nasty motherfuckers. Respectfully. And, um... And he took the box. It was like a box, that, you know, a cage. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm taking these." I'm like, "What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? How are you, we gonna put them at? Like, are we gonna, you know, put them into the wild?" Son was like, "No, I'm taking these and I'm eating these shits." And I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe it because I was like, "You're not gonna eat these." He was, I was like, how? Like, he boil them, skin them, season them, and um, enjoy them. And, I, and like I said, I gave it, dudes homeless. Here's the crazy thing about it. It was two homeless dudes that used to hang out around this area or hang out around the restaurant. And I'm a nice guy. And I used to, like I said, I used to give John or whatever he wanted damn near. You know what I mean? If I had it on me. You know what I mean? And um, John, too, used to come through with all sorts of shit that he used to try to sell me. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever it may came across. You know what I mean? Sometimes he, he I, I bought some things. Like, he had, he sold me these socks. Like, these thick-ass socks. Bought these socks. Pictures. Anyway, back to, I don't keep jumping around. But, yeah, the thing about John and the other dude, Cowboy, was that these dudes were homeless. And there was no trace of homeless on them, though. You know what I mean? They didn't come with an odor. They didn't come with um, the issues that you may come across dealing with homeless dudes or ladies out and about. You know, like... They didn't. They didn't. They didn't come with their hand out, even though I told, I said, John. You know, I gave John then whatever I had. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like that. He was like, "Yo, can I have this? Can I do this?" It was. He would work for it, or he would say, give scenarios like, "If I do this, would you? Can you give me this?" Or if I could do this for you, you know. And it it, it was helpful because I, I needed the help in that in that restaurant. You know what I mean? Because, I, like I said, I wasn't going in a wall or wasn't setting up a concoction cage to catch these rodents. No, I'm not doing shit like that. I'm trying to hear to say, hey, can, how can I help you? with your What do you like? Can you get you want something to drink? Do you want this fucking lobster bis? Do you want this lobster sandwich? Do you want a, you know, French toast and chicken sausage? Whatever. But, like, these dudes didn't smell like it. It didn't, it was no... I'm telling you, they, they dressed like, you know, like John dressed like an older guy, slacks, golf shirts, um, dad hats, um, shoes, and it was clean, like, and cowboy, he dressed like a cowboy, and not saying like a cowboy, like, but he dressed in denim, denim, denim jeans, denim, you know what I mean, and um, his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat, 
white dude, tall. He's like six seven, tall, long ass hair. His story is interesting, cowboy story. You know what I mean? Sad because you, you come across these homeless individuals and you think that, damn, what's wrong with them? And the majority of them had great crea- careers, had great shit going for them. It's just something that happened in their life that switched on, you know, or snapped. And they, you know, they never, like, with Cowboy, his daughter died. And ever since, you know, and he never came back since then. He just became a street dweller. But Cowboy was dope because... Right across from the, the breakfast spot, it was, a sh- it was a shelter. Excuse me. Damn, I had to hit the brakes. It was a shelter. And um, he, made time, he made sure he was on that time. You know, he made sure he was there to get his room or get his, you know, bed every day. Because he would come, um, hang out around a, around, a re- uh, around a restaurant. And some guests... Some patrons used to complain, like, yo, why you got these homeless dudes? And I'm like, yo, they're not. You know what I mean? Like, do you smell them? You know? They was like, well, they, they sleep, they sit outside. I was like, yo, I tell them, I make them wash their hands. I make them go in the bathroom. Um, and, and and not necessarily, I just gave them full access. You know what I mean? It was times that they couldn't come in there. You know what I mean? And they, and, and they knew it. You know what I mean? John was a little different because John didn't sleep outside. John didn't sit on the floor. You know what I mean? He just was homeless. It's, you know, that's what he told me. And I, and, but Cowboy was a little different because Cowboy used to sit outside on a step, smoke his cigarettes, his American spirits, roll his cigarettes, walk around the neighborhood. So people used to, you know, but my, to my point. If you lived in that neighborhood, if you was familiar with that neighborhood, you didn't look at John and Cowboy as homeless dudes. So, amongst the few people that had their little gripes, the majority of the people that came into the restaurant really didn't say anything because they knew John and they knew Cowboy. That makes sense. But like, you know, just like for John, like I said, John, they, they didn't, they didn't smell them, you know. They didn't stink. It didn't, you know. They didn't have stains on their clothes. It, it just seemed like they. I th- for John, it was John had somewhere to go. He might have not didn't have a home of his own. You understand? He where he can say, well, you know, I pay rent here, or or this is my home. He didn't have it. He didn't. It was that wasn't it. You feel me? So, the cowboy, you know, cowboy stayed in that shelter, and it was times where, um, when I got to the, the the restaurant in the morning, cowboy would be sleeping out in the back of the restaurant. You know what I mean? And I never really said, yo, you don't do that. You can't sleep over here. Because if I was homeless, God God willing, you know, God forbid, I would probably sleep in the back of that the restaurant too. It just, the way it was um, designed um, gave some type of uh, intimacy. Clo- it was closed off. He wasn't sleeping on the 
the dirt and the gr- dirt. It had a the concrete was new, newly paved con- concrete. You know what I mean? It was it was out the way from people. Nobody was you know nobody would go back there really. You know what I mean? Like so, but like back to like the whole. I ran on a great journey with in a story, but. I, I think it was pretty, pretty amazing to, 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 to connect this idea of what's the cutoff? What's the rules of what we consume? I mean, we do, I say we, but yeah, dudes and, and ladies and in-betweens, they partake in fellatio. You know what I mean? People eating, eating, eating the box. People are eating the groceries. You know what I mean? That's intense. When you think about it. Eating somebody's butt. Well, a shit comes out. And whatever. May else. You know what I mean? What is the cutoff period? What? What? Who said, you know what, we ain't gonna do that? You know what I mean? And and and, and to my um, understanding of it, I'm pretty sure there's nothing that's off limits in this world of what we consume. I'm pretty sure. If you go to those labs in the, the Wuhan, um, the markets, and, and, and there's all types of shit. Dogs and cats and rats and bats and and I'm not here to knock it because for one I've never tried it I don't want to it's not my thing however you don't know what you know you don't know what somebody likes you know people eat chitlins and, and pig feed and, 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 and um, pig neck and ears and shit I can't do that you know what I mean but have I have I eaten a nanolator before have I eaten a Laffy Taffy and, and Skittles and Twizzlers, yeah. So maybe, you know, I know that, and and doing so also, there were times when um, certain items, it's like it's a flex to eat. You know what I mean? Like lobster. They look like roaches. I love lobster. Am I in the bag of people that understand that lobster's overrated? Yes, it is. But I can't knock it. You know what I mean? I've had some shitty lobster before that probably can lend one to um, feel or think that lobster's overrated or it's nasty or it's chewy or it's, you know, or, you know it's rubbery or whatever. And I had some amazing lobster where it's like... I think everybody that may be on the fence of lobster, they should try this lobster. Because I don't think they'll be on the fence if they had this lobster. And it's not like, it would, you know, I, I paid a bunch of money for it. No, it's just certain people, you know, they, 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 the preparation is different. Uh, you know, the, they, they season it different or... Where they got the lobster from, maybe it's a better oceanic taste to it, or or more—I uh, don't know, you know. 
but you know there's there's people that you know there's stuff that I do like that eating it somewhere I've, I wasn't totally a fan of it you know what I mean like you can't eat certain things like San Francisco no shot to San Francisco the spot that we went to cool spot it looks cool looks dope But I had the nerve to order oxtails from that place. And it wasn't a place that you would order oxtails from. I didn't eat the oxtails. That's all I have to say. I didn't. I drank my beers. I may have, may have dr- started picking at my lady's food. Or maybe I ordered something else at the time. I don't, I'm not sure. I do know that I didn't eat that shit. Wasn't wasn't doing it, and it was my fault because certain things like oxtails you shouldn't order from a, a place that isn't a Jamaican restaurant or a Caribbean cuisine that that really understands how to prepare oxtails for you. This place was disgusting. It looked like chicken, like like I don't even. It's like it was disgusting. It's like stew or like it was bad. I I couldn't do it, but um. Yeah, uh, about the grunt in this place. I guess we can wrap for this segment. But what's the cutoff? You tell me. Maybe you got some some feedback. What's the cutoff of what we consume? Um, I don't know. It's hot seat hot. We'll be right back. Hati Haas We are back Segment 2 Segment 1 We were talking about What What was the What's the rules on what We consume And what uh, Most of all Most important uh, What we shouldn't consume far as like what we eat and shit but um Meek Mill to move on I guess Meek Mill is uh complaining and tweeting about label woes he hasn't been paid from his label um and a lot of artists um I'm pretty sure experienced that you know even Keisha Cole chimed in and said, "You know, it's nothing wrong with what you're, what you're uh, expressing or what you're interested, you know, in the sense or what you're complaining about. Um, hire uh, another attorney and get that sorted out um, because she hasn't received any money she's made from her album of, or her albums. Ooh, damn, and her label." So she said that they, they're supposed to offer you as an artist all transactions 
where where money is gone, which was spent on um, this, that, and the third, um, which is fair. It sounds fair. You know what I mean? For Meek Mill, it's interesting because he's very expressive. He goes through these moments, these rants, the you know, Twitter fingers at a time. We all know about his infamous uh, beef with Drake. Um, his fallout with Nicki, you know, he's been expressive throughout his career through various times, and um, it's interesting because we, it's like, me, shut up sometimes, you know, and I, I expressed that a few times on 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 on, the, on my podcast or my or episodes or whatever. Um, but it's interesting because we've seen a, a separation between. Ross and Meek Mill in the past few years um, definitely compared to how they used to be when MMG Maybach Music was uh, popping and, and doing what they do um, you know he's been around Jay a lot he's been around these big wigs like he always says with uh, Robert Kraft and um, I forget the other dude's name um Owner of the, Philly, uh, the Sixers But he's been around these individuals And it's interesting because it's like Yo, if you're around these big wigs They should be able to uh, Get you To a point where you You're um, Aware or you understand How your uh, your deal is Or how your finances are, Or allocated Or whatever, you know what I mean It's interesting you know what I mean? Because he makes these, like I said, he's very expressive on his Twitter. He'll or his IG. He'll be like, "Yo, I want to invest in crypto. And I got this, that." You know, like just go through Meek Mill's uh, Twitter, and some, maybe some of these things have gone to be deleted because, from a, a publicist standpoint, or uh, you know, you don't sometimes you don't want these things to linger or people to get a hold of it and, and make sense of it according to how sometimes you don't make sense um, respectfully because like I said you know we we, we've, we we champion me we're fans of me through through my um distaste or dislike sometimes what, what, what he has going on um, you know we root, we root for me you know what I mean we all know what he's capable of doing as far as what music is, you know, with music because he's had great moments with hip hop musically, you know. We all we all turn up to dreams and nightmares. Um, the intro when that shit plays in the club, or you know what I mean. Pretty sure in uh, sporting arenas, definitely for Philly, Philadelphia sports. Um, I just think that if he is, if he is true, and I'm sure, pretty sure he's true. He's like he's about to go public with his deal, so we can see what these labels beyond. And I can pull the tweets up and, and, and get a accurate but he's like yo he's 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 out for what was his and it's rightfully so it's fair i'm not knocking that aspect of it but it's 
just interesting because, you know, a lot of the times we sign these deals and then, um, you know, when the years pile up, we start to complain about these deals that we sign. And yeah, it makes sense because, you know, the language that's pertaining in these deals sometimes, you know, we, we can't decipher or it was a you signed these deals at a time of desperation and that's all falls back to who to to you as a person signing these deals whether it's um morally or ethically or these deals are are legit in 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 the eyes of the law and 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 fairness and um how money is distributed off of the talent you know what I mean? Rightfully so. If it, if 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 an artist is bringing in income or 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 sales or whatever, you should be compensated fairly off of it. And we 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 understand and we see how in the music businesses, music industry or music business, excuse me, it's it's we we hear these cries all the time. You know what I mean? Because business is not designed for somebody, both parties, in a sense, to win. Business is designed for somebody to, to lose out on on, um, on on something. Oh, shit, I'm going the wrong way. Sorry. Um, that's how business is designed. It's designed for somebody to lose. And, and you know, you, you see it. Business is uh, 50-50. You know what I mean? That's fair. You know what I mean? That's what we really want, right? Sometimes. You know what I mean? Or we want 60-40. Because it's like, if I'm if I'm the person, the talent, I should get a better portion of the earnings. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's 70-30. You know what I mean? Or it's like 90-10. You know what I mean? And it's like, we've, I think, and don't quote me, but I think uh, Master P had a deal that was something close to that, you know. But um, we we definitely we we want to sit around the fifty fifties, the sixty forties, the seventy thirties. That's what we, that's that's fair. You know what I mean? Y'all get thirty, y'all get forty, y'all get fifty, and. Um, you know, sometimes the fifty-fifty works because it's like it it, it 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 appeases both parties equally, and, and it's like nothing to to, to 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 argue about or complain about. It's like you get you get yours, and I'm getting mine. And um, but so you know, so it's, it's all fair. You know what I mean? With, in business, what you know what you do, and that's how you um, set up your your business in order for you to um to be successful or for you to feel a certain way because obviously he's not feeling good about this um but i don't know man how how do you feel about me you know and his cry or his his expression because he's not being compensated fairly from this label um and like i said we've seen it with rock nation a lot we've seen it with jay and it it's it's fair to say that there's friction there um and we yeah yeah you see rick ross posting his albums and and 
and still shouting them out here and there and vice versa on all parties. We're even even throwing Wale in the mix. Um, uh, and even on Drink Champs, you know what I mean? Nori is hilarious with his uh, question segment. And I think he asked him, um, he asked Wale, uh, if you had to pick uh, Ross or, or Wale, I mean, um, Ross or Meek. And it's like, come on, how, how could you do it? So you see this still a certain level of respect and love and, and, and com- com- camaraderie amongst um, the parties. But, you know, I wonder if that 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 friction or tension is, has lingered over with the relationship between Hove and Ross, because we love that. You know what I mean? We love Hove and Ro- we love the Dope Boys stories and the Dope Boys coming together and the Hustlers coming together and the big, 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 big pause names of the business that that kind of celebrate or embody or uh, represent what we like to um, represent as far as uh, whether, you know, fans, reps, uh, whatever, you know, listeners, supporters, whatever, you know. Um, and we love, and, 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 and just even that brotherhood, we, over the brotherhood, because it's all based on, it's all, um, falls on to music, we love the music that comes from, um, Ross and, um, Hove, we love it, pick any song that they've been on a track together or had some type of participation in, come on, um, you pick, like, do it now, and, um, We'll, we'll be back. It's Hasi Haas, the Hasi Haas podcast. We'll be right back. Let's see what we jamming to though. Let's see, let's see. Oh. Let's see, let's see what we jamming to. Alright, let's give it one more shot. One more shot. Let's go. One more shot. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This person was waiting for me forever. That's hilarious. I'm leaving a parking spot. I was at, sorry, I'm leaving the parking spot at BJ's restaurant, if you guys and gals and in-betweens know, um, and um, I'm, you know, as you get older, it takes you longer to leave um, anything when you get in your car, you gotta do everything, you gotta fix the mirrors, you gotta make sure the temperature's at like 67, you gotta freaking put your seatbelt on, you gotta get the kid good. You know what I mean? You got to put your GPS in. And um, then you route. But that person was waiting for me for like 17 minutes. I didn't even realize that they were waiting for me. Sorry about that. Just had a nice meal. <clears throat> I'm excited. Uh, I guess not excited, but that's, you know, when you get a good meal in, you're like, ooh, ooh. Where am I going? I guess I'm going straight. All right. Make sure I'm going where I'm supposed to be going. That on. Get my climate right. Sorry, it's too loud. Uh, there we go. But yeah, um, we're back. 
last segment. I'm gonna wrap it up. Not gonna hold you guys, gals, and all that uh, for too long. Um, but uh, I guess I wanted to close it out. I'm late versus you know Kane and Ku- uh I said cool. Whoa. Kane and um, Karis One celebrated the verses, participated in the verses, and it was pretty, pretty, pretty dope. I cannot say um, I, I was put on to these guys because, uh, you know, for my um, I would say my pops, my uncles, um, and um, my brother, my mom. You know, my mother wrote Ain't No Half Stepping the Lyrics Down. This is back in the day. This is before, you know, Rap Genius or Genius. Or you could go Google the lyrics to your favorite record and it'll pop right up for you. Um, so you had to stop the tape, rewind. Stop the tape, rewind. You know, just just to get um, the lyrics down. And my mother, I remember my mother wrote, wrote the lyrics down and I performed Ain't No Half Stepping by Big Daddy Kane for my... Um, my mother and my uh, brother or probably probably anybody else that was probably gonna be willing to um, you know how your mom throws you in the fire like do perform do that shit you used to do <laughs> and you do it and you're like um but um Sorry, excuse me. I've got the GPS, like I said, and I'm freaking. Oh, shit. Gas. Where did I go to get gas? Uh, gas station. One right there, but. <coughs> looking for it. Excuse me. But, yeah, so, you know, like, I got put on through Kane. I was still rel- relatively young. I mean, they was they, pop, they were popping in the late 80s, which is 88, 89. I was probably, like, not even probably, like, five years old. Um, so, but still, I can still definitely appreciate the music. I, de- I like the music. It's not like I'm just, like... Ooh, I hate, you know, I, I love it. And it's, it's, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Like, so, like I'm saying, as a fan, you just be like, you know, you participate in it. And, like, I participate in every versus. Majority of them. I don't, I think I tuned into every versus. Except for, I forget which one. It was the, the and it's such cliche, um, the, the the gospel one. What was it? I mean, I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I I didn't appre- I didn't participate in it. I would say I checked in and that was it. I didn't watch it like I watched 
the, the rest of them. Oh, shit. Damn, I can't see for shit. What the fuck? Um, but, um, couldn't see that shit. That shit was crazy. Thought I was. But, uh, I would say, sorry. Um, I'm not doing too much. But I would say for the verses, it was a great appreciation for, um, I guess, like, what hip hop is built on, you know? The MC, the DJ, the B boy, and graffiti. Graffiti, and one more. Um, what am I missing? DJ, the MC. What the fuck? Wow, I can't believe I'm stumped. Um, What? I gotta Google this. Because I can't believe it's not coming right up. It's the DJ, the MC, the B-boy, the Graph. Yeah, the graph and the wow. I, sorry, guys and girls. I want you to tell me the one I'm missing. Um, let me get it real quick. Sorry, I'm doing a lot. Comes right up. MC and DJ and breaking graph and be oh beatboxing. I guess I was, I would say that the producer's the same, but it makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't stumped. <laughs> How are you going to say that? I wasn't, because I had it right. Just, I guess the DJ the, and the beatboxing are two different things. It, it is. The DJ and the producer is two different things, in a sense. They all essential, though. It's like if you learn DJing, to me, I think. You know, you learn them all. Like, if, not saying I shoulda, woulda, coulda, but to learn, if I would have, and I was on that track too. Numerous times for Christmas, we, and me and my brother kind of in a sense, were, um, I guess, dealing with the idea of buying DJ equipment. Because Beat Street and and behind it, behind the the mag and the the last pages in the source, they used to sell like equipment, and it'd be like two ninety nine, three ninety nine, or four ninety nine. I forget the prices back then. Maybe like two ninety. I don't forget. And it would come with two turntables, the, uh, a mixer, your speakers, your headphones, and. So many times we was going to pull a plug and we wanted to. And I, I don't know what happened. I just, you know. But to be a part or to, to, to incorporate that as your as an MC, You know what I mean? To incorporate that. DJing, I think you, it encompasses everything. You, and you, in, in a sense, you learn them all. You know. But back to it. That's like, that's the... To me, the essence of the verses. It was just all of that. It was so much that went into hip hop. 
that you that from you know for me, I appreciate it. I'm getting gas, so bear with me. You know, I appreciated um, the back and forth. They were they were they were very um, competitive and 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 with respect though. But give me one second. What number is this? Number one. Number one. I forgot my mask. Yeah, I'm doing too much, but I'm bringing you on a journey. I don't really get this anywhere else. You don't get this anywhere else. Come on. One second. We have 50 on one. captured the, the, the greater essence of of hip hop, you know, and being very they, competitive, going back and forth with each other, you know, they stopped it and um, started freestyling, you know what I mean, Kane displayed his, 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 his level of expertise, because, you know, his, his tempo is different. You know, at that time too, it was really fast, fast upbeat, up tempo that he was rapping at, and he still showed that he was able to do it. And um, you know, these guys are older. You know what I mean? He was still had had seemed like he was in shape. Um, I would say KRS One looked more dated out of the two. You know what I mean? Like with his style. You know, Kane was up there, dawned out. Like you know what I mean? Like. We, we we got to understand like oh this is what Kane's about you know what I mean like and it's like similar to Hole you know what I mean and you can see why Hole um, you know they came up under I mean Hole came up under him because you got to see uh, kind of where, where 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 Hole got it from in a sense you know was Hole you know. And, and and through the verses too, you, you got to see where everybody kind of got their shit from. You know, it was amazing. Very, it was good to see. You know, even though um, I'm not sure of the numbers as far as compared to other verses, um, and I'm not sure, you know, as far as like the a younger generation tuning into it, more so like a the generation like you know for the 30 you know us the older millennials and up until you know people in their 40s and 50s and 60s you know like my parents and my uncles and you know a lot of the older cats they probably enjoyed it to a great deal because you know that's what they you know that's what they do it you know it's like when you know when we went to the basketball courts and you got some 
OG telling me that Bill Russell is better than Michael Jordan, you know, respectfully. And I'm like, you know, no, I don't believe that, you know, I don't believe that. And I, you know, who am I to say that that's that isn't correct? Or that, you know, or one is one's opinion isn't there. You know what I mean? Because I know for 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 somebody like me, um, I, I didn't grow up watching Bill Russell. You know what I mean? Play basketball. You know, that, that was, you know, that wasn't our thing. You know, yeah, I saw his I've seen games of clips and you know what I mean? But I wasn't tuning in watching him, you know, just like we were tuned in, locked in watching Michael Jordan play basketball, you know what I mean? And going to school and arguing and 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 just, you know, enjoying his, his game. Or going to the park right after you watch a basketball, a Jordan game, I mean, a, a Bulls game, and, you know, just trying to bask in the glory or the idea that you could play the, the, to the level or you can could, you could attempt to, to capture that essence of a player. You know what I mean? Like, I remember those days, you know, going to get Gatorades, just, you know, it was, it, with your Jordans on or in your jerseys and your basketball uniform, you know, whatever. You had shorts, your shorts, you got wristbands, headbands, or, you know, I don't know how detailed people were. I wasn't that detailed. You know, I definitely rocked, you know, wristbands here and there throughout my... Um, basketball uh, playing, whether it was um, just leisure or it was, you know, I guess like professional with high school ball and stuff like that, but, you know, um, but it was, it's just to that level, you know, you know, like, and it's, and it's there today with how people that were born in the Kobe era, the LeBron era, the KD era, the Steph Curry era, and they could probably sit there and say that those names are better than a Michael Jordan or, you know, like the names that I'm more familiar with, like Charles Barkley, the Magics, and, the you know, those type of players, you know, the, the Pippins and, you know... I can't knock them if they feel that way. I think they're bugging because, you know, I think a lot of the players that they think that, in a sense, maybe uh, better than Jordan, I think they would say that. Nah, I ain't fucking with Jordan. I ain't, <laughs> you know, I think they would say that. And, you know, and the majority of these individuals didn't play with Jordan. So they're not judging or basing it off the fact that, well, I, I saw Jordan play. Well, I think I could compete. Or, you know, like they're just going off of his, the legend, and you know, of Jordan. And they're going like, eh, nah, I don't think I could fuck with them niggas. You know, I don't think I could. I don't think, you know, I think, you know, a lot of these individuals that didn't play with Jordan or that played with Jordan, their accounts of his greatness is consistent with what we see or, or the, the, the celebration of Michael Jordan, what we see. Like, it's consistent, you know? Like, even, like, I just read, read how Rex Chapman gave Jordan 40-some points and, 
in a game and he you know he's like the only one that gave Jordan and I watched the highlights Rex Chapman was balling and I believe the I believe uh, what, what team was that Miami I believe I think and I believe Miami won that game but even Rex Chapman was like yo that's not true totally true you know what I mean Jordan said all we that happened we was trash talking or junk talking or shit talking and he let us he let our asses up you know what I mean the next game oh that's Jordan for you everybody that has been competitive against MJ has said that yo you don't really want to get competitive or at a compet you know competitive stance with uh MJ Different caliber of a dude To be going at it With Um And that's the same with hip hop You know what I mean Like I can't sit I, I can't argue about These guys Because I wasn't there there Like You know what I mean Like you, You're in high school when The Bridges Over drops Or um you know, scenario or when, you know, these certain records drop or you're in the clubs and and when these records were the records that should be played at clubs or played in these arenas, like, I wasn't there, like, but I was there for what, what what I can vouch for as far as, you know, being in the clubs when, you know, fucking Jeezy... Records or 50 Cent records or Dipset or Hove records, the Hove sets or the Reggae sets or you know like hearing Pastor Troy, um, you know play, no no more playing GA like the uh, screwed um, parties I used to go to in Atlanta at the latex parties like you know you feel these vibes and you know for a moment you you wouldn't be able to really. Um, Assess the impact of these records Because it's like If you're listening to it On your Walkman Or your CD players Or your iPods Or your place You know these DSPs now You You know it's personal You know what I mean But when you Are amongst Tons of people in a club And You hear On New Year's You hear um, Gucci Mane's uh, Wasted Drop when when the new year drops, the, 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 it's 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 almost insane. You know what I mean of the of the impact and 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 um and the re, the response to these records like it's insane. You know what I mean like oh it's insane. I'm telling you, wasted dropped. I'm I'm uh, we at it's New Year's. It's you know ten nine eight seven six five four. Three and, and wasted drops And the club exploded I mean I've never Never um, Never seen A record being dropped I mean a few, few moments in my life That I've seen records and, and how You know They drop And people respond to them And like That that time Seeing that record It was That shit was amazing You know That shit was amazing I couldn't believe it I was like, oh shit. And you get it. 
You know what I mean? It was another time when um, I'm in a club and, and it's a reggae spot at that. And they dropped uh, Super Soldier Boys, uh, Superman at home. And the, the, the floor, it, 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 I thought the floor was going to cave in. You know what I mean? It was ridiculous. Everybody was jumping and, and, I, and I thought the floor was going to cave in. You know what I mean? That shit was crazy. That time, that's crazy. And for, for certain people, some of these records, you, you might be like, how? You know, how? But you can't deny the feeling of a record when it's being played to the capacity that it should be. It's like Kanye with his stadium music. You know, you hear in certain these records and they sound dope in clubs, but you know, Hurricane, when they play that shit at a festival, or Waves, or St. Pablo, or certain these records famous, or certain these Kanye records, when they play them at festivals, or stadiums, it's crazy. It's like, uh, uh, we ain't never scared. What was that dude's name? Uh, I forgot that dude. That, we ain't never scared. Uh, I forgot his name. But I see him perform that record for perform that record for thirty something minutes. The same record. Bone Crusher. Yeah, we ain't never scared. I seen him perform that record for thirty minutes. That's a that record's probably like four or five minutes, five minutes at tops probably. But I seen him perform that record for 30 minutes. And he went through the EDM version, the regular version, the reggae version, the the the, the whatever version. It, it, it was just amazing. You know, and that's how music is supposed to make you feel. Great music. You know, it brings you back, it brings you to a time of appreciation, it brings you to, you know. But still, I wanted to talk about with verses. Can't you know? I'm so eager to to see what we have coming with verses because it's, it's like you would think that we were all tapped out of potential candidates that can go up against each other. You know, like we're still trying to figure out who's going to go up against Buster Rhymes. Um, you know. T.I., 50 Cent gonna participate. This is Puffy, Jermaine Dupree, Dr. Dre, Kanye, Drake, Nas, Jay. I mean, so many names. It's similar to Drink Champs. It's like, is Drink Champs tapped out on the, 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 pretend, the people that they can interview? And it's like, when you look at it, it's like, damn. You look at all the people they interview, and it's like, yeah, maybe. But then you look at the people they haven't that are incredible, that, are, that have that legendary uh, historical value to them to, to their career and you're like that'll be amazing drink champs like I'm excited for Moni Love coming up so keep it light keep it tight just hot see hot and I'm out